Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again on this episode of Block Party. As always, it's me, Chris Wong. And today we have a very special guest, John Singleton, the founder of the Voxel Universe. In collaboration, just got to shout out the Badlands Detective for making this happen. I was really enthralled with the concept of detailing what the process looks like on how to ideate, start, and build a fully functional metaverse here in Web3. And John, thank you once again for graciously giving me your time and for allowing me to discuss some of the nuances behind such an in-depth project. How are you doing? Sure. Hey, I appreciate being on. You know, any publicity is good publicity, right? Absolutely. You know, give and get. If you don't give in the space, you're not going to get in the space. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's really important to understand about this space. Is it's really, really collaborative-based. Like, a lot of people are really yeah. working hard together to build something completely new and the challenges there are something that I think are definitely in need of exploring. But before we even touch on the challenges and the nuances, like I mentioned before, uh, for the audience at home, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you basically got started here in Web3? Ooh, Web3. So, little background to myself. Mm -hmm. I first got into the crypto space in mid-2017. I'm the last bull market kind of guy. You know, the whole hype with Litecoin <laughs> and all the ICOs and everything. You know, very similar to the kind of crude space that we're in now with NFTs and Web3, but not so much on steroids, if you know what I mean. <laughs> At, oh, no, I, I completely understand. Yeah. That 2017 uh, era was, uh, yeah. was, was a different time. Bonkers, yeah. Absolute craziness. This is a lot more crazier than what we've seen, but... Yep, started in mid-2017, uh, got into Ethereum and Litecoin and cryptocurrency called Nano pretty early on, mm -hmm. uh, and pretty much from there, I've basically stuck around, you know, jumping around different communities and all that. Uh, I've owned a couple different crypto discords along the way. I've started uh, two different projects with some close friends in the space. Of course, this is my own. The Voxel universe is my own. Um. Web3 space, you know, NFTs in general, uh, like most of everybody probably listening, they've probably gotten into the space in the past year or so, roughly, you know, when everything kind of came to a head, kind of started to get crazy. The stats yeah, do exactly. indeed uh, show uh, uptick yeah. in the last year with the rise of DeFi summer that absolutely happened last year and the ascent of just the NFT space. I believe uh, I read yeah. recently, like the word of the word of the year for 2021 was NFT, which actively surprised me on how people were being introduced in this space yeah i'm not surprised you know the space pretty much went from crypto kitties to holy moly what is this project that's just raised 70 million dollars 
are, 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 yeah. you, are you talking about Pixel One right now? <laughs> yes. Oh, that is man. crazy. I, I, yeah. I, not even a sidebar, but like I was, I, I was making slight <laughs> comparisons, but then I was like, damn, nah. I, I looked at Pixelmon and I just felt really. For everybody at home who might not know, Pixelmon was a a a NFT project that promised a lot, and boy, did we get a meme out of it. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Kevin, just do your guys selves a favor. Go look up Kevin and and Pixelmon and just just laugh and laugh, then laugh. Or don't, or just, it's an interesting story, but I, I think about that and I'm like, damn, you guys really raised $70 million. That's, that's, that, that just goes to show you how uh, excited people are for this space. And I guess, I guess that's a, a great place to lead into my next question, which is ultimately sure. in your journey since uh, 2017, going from community to community and obviously becoming more and more familiar with the space over the last six years, uh, six to five, five, about to be six years. Um, yeah, roughly. It's, it's, it's led you right now to this point in time, uh, to the creation of the Voxel Universe. Can you detail for our audience what exactly is the Voxel Universe and how you got started down this particular project? Sure. So the Voxel Universe, just from the very beginning, it is a hybrid metaverse that is built around Magicka Voxel plots of land. That's the very base of what our metaverse is built in, pretty much. It's Magic of Oxel. Mm -hmm. Magic of Oxel is kind of like a really fancy Minecraft, so to say. I'm sure if you go and look at Magic of Oxel on the like Instagram or Twitter, you'll go see gorgeous buildings and stuff like that. We use the same program. Uh, quite a lot of other metaverses use Magic of Oxel. Other projects like the Sandbox or CryptoVoxel, those are two pretty good examples that use it. Um, it's completely open source. Anybody can go download it. It's completely free. You know, go have some fun building some cool little uh, building or a dojo or whatnot. You know, whatever floats your boat. Mm -hmm. Once we take these Magic of Oxel buildings and assets and everything like that, we assemble them into scenes, which we call plots of land. Uh, a good example is taking a look at our OpenSea page, uh, the Voxel Universe page. If you'd like to go take a look at that, give you a nice little uh, overview of what we're kind of building. We've kind of take we take uh, like a traditional NFT approach and we apply it to a digital sense, you know, a digital real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got traits on it, so it's got like the trees and the house and you know the base plate, and it's got all these different features to it, kind of. Just like real, is, like real world, you know, everything's got its yeah. own different. Uh, like land is valuable. Just be why? Why exactly. should that be any different in the metaverse as it is here in the real world? Yep, some are more rare than others. Uh, depends on the trait, but yeah, similar concepts than that. Uh, once we've actually gone, we've built all these assets. We basically bring the magic of Oxel plots and we digitize it into a world which is our own. You know, we're not a. Uh, we're not like a Minecraft world, for instance, you know, there's yeah. nothing similar. We, we've built our own world from the very ground up from scratch, which is pretty cool. Uh, Handcrafted would be a great way to describe that, correct? Yeah. Yep, completely from the very beginning, yep. I think that's really important to note to a lot of people is that the amount of time and detail and attention that you and your team put into constructing this, uh, this universe, these plots of land, is not just uh your random assortment of things but rather these are all very detailed very handstakingly 
and, and time intensive process to make these. Yeah, it takes us weeks. Uh, we currently have four Magic of Voxel artists. What we do is we break all the tasks up. So we got like one person making the houses, one person doing the base plates, which is the ground. Mm -hmm. We have one person doing like the items and everything else. And then that probably takes these artists anywhere from two to three weeks to create these assets. Obviously, they're, it's a little bit more complex than just saying that. You know, we build them to scale so they fit together, like the houses and the trees, they look similar and whatnot. And then we uh, we go and we build a gigantic trait list. The trait list we do generate randomly, so there's, you know, like 10% has this house, 10% mm -hmm. has this house. You know, this trait can only be shown 2 to 3% of the time. And we start assembling. And assembling can take several of us, you know, up to 10 days or more to assemble. But yeah, 100% handmade, which is really cool. I think it's that's not really auto-generated, or it's uh, it's not like a crypto toad where they're just generated really quick. But yeah, yeah, and and I think I think that was I, I I really do feel like a lot of people see these large collections as just like randomly created, like uh, just because of the nature of the the space in general. It's it's yeah, profile pictures. Yeah, yeah. and and. Just to establish for the people listening at home, this is sure. not anything like that. This is nothing like your standard NFT project that a lot of people have been participating in over the course of the last year. Yeah, this is completely different. You know, a lot of those projects are, this is going to sound really bad, but they're more pump and dumps. You know, you get a lot of hype to build up to an initial mint. Mm -hmm. You go and you sell all 10,000 of them, and then the project basically dies. That's certainly not this case. You know, we're we're tr really 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 trying to go for the long term, you know. We plan to release a collection roughly once a month, you know. In mm -hmm. between each collection, we have improvements to the world. We have like additional mini games, which we're starting to plan now. Um, like even down to like the vehicles and items, you know. Over time, they'll gradually get implemented, you know. Even down to in the future when we have user created content. Those are called slate plots, so people can build their own assets in Magic of Oxel, and they can bring them into our world. So think of it kind of like a uh, like a slate, like a clean slate. I, th I think that's so, also something really yeah. admirable because uh, a lot of these projects seem to be kind of very one way, in in a sense yeah. that they they don't really bring their community into the world. Rather, they just hand out all these assets to the community and expect them to live that world if that makes sense you know yep uh, and I, uh a lot of these other metaverses too like crypto voxel or decentraland or the sandbox you're basically just buying a piece of land that has nothing on it and you have to build onto that some of those cases are very expensive you know the ethereum transaction cost is ridiculous where he is with ours we're going to have kind of chunks of the world which are going to be created by us the you know with our magic of voxel artists so that's going to be a part of our 10,000 piece collection, you know, professionally handmade. They're gorgeous pieces of art. Then we're going to have collaborations part, which is going to have, you know, other projects that are going to come into our universe and build on and we can help them with that. And then, of course, the user created content. So that's the slates. So people can build whatever they'd like. So that's why uh, that's why we're called a hybrid metaverse. You know, the whole it's like a big old three part. That's the best way to describe it, but yeah, I think I think that's yeah, I think that's 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 really cool. And uh, yeah, speaking speaking more on behalf of 
you and the team. I I, I transitioning sure. now. Um, don't want to like obviously people's identities are their own, and I'm not out here in the the doxing people, but obviously you're out here uh representing your project and uh it's it's really in comparison to a lot of projects that you see today obviously that have these undoxed uh teams i'm um, these undoxed teams that are kind of cryptic and for various reasons but um for the ver- sure. from the various pieces of information i was able to gather about the voxel universe i can see that you have a fully fleshed out team as you said you have uh four uh magic of voxel artists working on this project and could you detail the process of what it was like putting this team together from like the jump what was it like finding these artists getting everybody on on board and then pointing them all towards the one goal being the voxel universe i myself came from uh the cryptocurrency community nano i owned a gigantic trade server there for you know almost four years roughly Mm -hmm. so i've already had community experience i was also a community manager um, so I've already I've met a whole bunch of really awesome individuals along the way. Uh, I basically just started reaching out to people, like, "Hey, you want to start a project?" You know, I'm sick and tired of seeing all these other projects raise, you know, ridiculous sums of money and they produce nothing of quality. There's no transparency. There's really just a website and a profile picture. You know, after a while, you get kind of tired of that. That's basically where me and my little group kind of started. We got tired of depending on others, you know. We just wanted to start something that could actually mean something. We're basically making our own luck. <laughs> yeah, and and I, that's basically I, I, what it is. I find that I find that once again completely admirable. Um, because yeah, uh, how how just just in addition to that, how um how has it been uh reaching out to people? Like, has the community been responsive in your quest to basically create your own mark here in in uh, blockchain and Web three? Huh, it depends on what project we're talking about. We've had a lot of cold shoulders, as you could probably expect. You know, a very brand new project that's unproven. Mm-hmm. But we've also had some really good luck. You know, we've had projects like Angels and Devils that have reached out to us that, you know, we're planning up a couple different little things here and there. You know, hopefully that'll turn into something more. You know, they're working with voxel characters for their Minecraft NFT world. You know, that'd be really cool if they could consider bringing their characters and pictures into our world, too. Mm-hmm. You know, nice little cross-collaboration on that. We've also had projects like Crypto Stackers, uh, Mr. Forrest. He's been really receptive to us. You know, really fantastic individuals that are like, hey, we see what you're doing. You know, we like the transparency. We like that you're an actual company. You know, we like that we can see where all the funds are being used. You know, let me help this guy out. You never know this relationship might be give and get a little yeah might benefit us in and the future. i yeah i think i think the openness for people to uh approach yeah. uh this space is actually really like just for for my own personal experience anyway starting up here with a block party and trying to bring the stories to the world so many people have been more than receptive to talk with me you've been more than kind to give me your time here and i i think it's i think it's a testament to obviously there's some people who won't recognize the things that you're trying to accomplish, but I think that in my own personal story way, anyway, and from what you guys are trying to do through collaborations and just working with your community, um, I think I think collaboration is a very important part for this uh for this for this whole new space that we're in. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, speaking speaking actually on on something you just mentioned, the the Voxel Universe LLC. Uh, sure. And 
and speaking on why it's so important that you guys put this out first and foremost and this kind of tangents into something that i've been thinking about a lot where uh a a lot of uh, in, in no small words we've been dancing around the idea a lot but the world of web3 and nft projects have been for lack of a better term kind of kind of sketchy and kind of more missed than hit yeah. in the last 60 days obviously there've been just week after week it's of an understatement. of, of yeah. rug or scam or or this and that and i just want to know what your opinion is on this last 60 days for example or, or just the la- the the state of the nft space as a whole and how does voxel differentiate itself as an entity as the llc and as a project as a whole from this narrative of that nft projects are all rugs and scams huh this is going to be a mouthful but trust me we've seen the rugs too you know myself and a couple of our moderators have been affected by one particular project which i'm not even going to mention we got rugged on the project ourselves so Mm. we've been there it happens it sucks you know it's disgusting that this kind of thing still happens and it's very frequent you know it's kind of a success of the nft space you have a couple, you know, golden eggs that do really, really well. They make a few individuals a huge amount of money, and people are trying to replicate that. You know, it brings the greed out in people. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on to how this differentiates us and other projects, you know, there are three really key factors into this. The first one is obviously we're a legal entity that's in place. You know, the Voxel Universe LLC. You can go on Google and uh, search our name really quick. We're North Carolina-based. Uh, we're completely out in the open. You can go on the uh, Secretary of State of North Carolina and search our little SOS ID number up and everything. Um, I myself am completely doxxed, as well as the registered agent, which is my attorney. You know, that's completely out there. It's not like I'm hiding or anything like that. Everybody knows who I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a couple of our team members are also doxxed. Uh, one of our Unity devs, a couple of our moderators and stuff like that. Um, I also work with a team of CPAs, you know, making sure all the reporting requirements for the business are in place. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a for-profit business in a sense, you know, where we are an LLC. Um, crypto is very gray, so we want to make sure we're, you know, dotting all of the I's, crossing all the T's. Crypto has a lot of buzzwords in it. And as you can see with the recent Biden bill, you know, there might be re- regulation coming or oh, I saw an that. executive order of some kind. We're not quite sure what that's going to entail. But we are staying completely within reporting requirements. You know, I use business accounting software. I chat with the CPAs weekly, stuff like that. You know, I make sure people are actually reporting their income that they're making, you know, to the extent that's to law. Uh, a second part would be the full transparency, you know, everything that the team earns, what the funds and all of the wallets are, all the links to the wallets, what the funds are being used for, even down to every transaction that I submit on Ethereum with each wallet I put in our Discord. I've got a whole transparency little section on our Discord, which I show, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing with the funds. Like, hey, I just spent, you know, $200 from this wallet to you know, buy a promotion. Mm. You know, that's a good example of an AMA, which I just purchased. But uh, lastly is the third big piece is the third key thing is paying the individuals that work with the Voxel universe. You know, a lot of these other projects are very opaque in this sense. 
you don't actually know how much money a lot of these artists or developers are making. That's completely out in the open. Uh, all of the artists and developers and Web3 specialists that we work with, they all know exactly what they're going to get paid. They all get paid a very base pay. They get a portion of royalties from secondary sales. That's a looks rare, open C rareable. If there's any volume on rareable, um, and they also get an NFT from each collection for free. You know, if they're going to be working on this cool project, they should at least get a small piece of it. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty reasonable. So those three big things: we're a legal entity, full transparency on everything, and people know exactly what they're going to get paid and who's getting paid what. It's and, all on and- our website as well. I, I I really do applaud you yeah. for that for the 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 open the open nature of your ledger, <laughs> for lack of yeah a, literally like, yeah and that's and, the uh, beautiful thing about Ethereum it's all out in the public you know we've got links on our Discord and website to all of the wallets that we control where the funds are being used you know even when I have to take cash from you know one of our Ethereum wallets and cash it out to our Bank of America checking account I tell everybody what I was what I was doing yeah. That yeah Pretty that neat, huh? that I you know what's it's it's so funny is that uh, it's not funny it's actually kind of sad but it's it's like we find the cryptic nature and the opaque nature of Web three as a whole to be some kind of boon in some sense I feel like that's a little misguided from the public in general like oh we don't know who these yeah. cryptic people are but they're working on something the next big thing that we don't really know anything about and you're here taking a completely different approach which is not really that different. So traditional approach of building support, building trust across your community and, and being open about what you guys do as a business entity. Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, even down to like what we're working on at the very current moment, uh, we just released our beta world, which is our very rough walk around world for everybody to go walk around. It's exactly as it sounds, you know, we've got like the, all the plots within the metaverse and stuff like that and um, to even uh, down to stuff to, sure. to, to just let people uh know um where they could find a visual of this i believe if they type on youtube uh the voxel universe metaverse first look that you drop on january 31st correct yeah you can go right on our website and there's a little join the world button right on the front page and you can go walk around within our metaverse right now uh, that's i think i also once again yeah. betas or like just just alpha test nets. I think uh, actual working projects for people to actually integrate with is is a really big thumbs up in my opinion for any project right now because once again, people over uh, uh projects over uh, over hype certain elements and then under deliver everything. So the fact that you guys are very forward facing and saying this is what it is, this is what you can do with it, and I, as I saw from your 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 roadmap online, like it's very transparent down once again, like we just mentioned previously to how the spend is going, where it's being spent on. Um, yeah. And and speaking actually more about the project itself, um, I I noticed that uh that you guys are doing like you mentioned earlier before that you are um what's it called uh apologies uh you're always updating consistently the plots uh releasing content very frequently, kind of similar to, uh, I don't want to use a, a term like season pass or battle pass as people are more familiar with that kind of uh, release, but you guys are always every three to four weeks uh, releasing a new, uh, a new collection for people to purchase and like participate with these plots. Um, 
this is a lot different from what I've seen where a lot of these NFT initiatives just do one massive NFT dump at the beginning and then expect good yep. faith to uh to to carry them into what potentially could be uh the next thing of this project. But as you guys have uh, as you have said earlier in this uh podcast episode that you guys are dedicated to this being a very long-term commitment for this project. Uh, why did you go with this uh, three to four week uh, release schedule? And has it provided any uh, benefits or roadblocks to your ability to accomplish this? Yes and no. Uh, three to four weeks is average time, which we expect. Uh, some collections will have different challenges, like assembly, or in this case, one of our artists actually disappeared. Uh, it's a long story. Mm. But... Yeah, every three to four weeks, roughly, we have a new collection. Uh, the general guise behind that is if we have 10,000 plots and each collection is going to be 500 no matter what, that's actually our max size and minimum size. It's not going to be any larger or any smaller. It's nice for consistency-wise, and it's also it helps organically grow the community over time, as well as on top of organic growth. This also helps spread out development costs. As you can imagine, stuff like the website or even the metaverse development like video games, developers are not cheap. They're very, very expensive. You know, I'm yeah, I'm paying people several thousand dollars a month and I've got three of them right right now. So you know, it's best up. to spread a lot of this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. Like and also thinking about how you're working with developers all around the world, working in different yep. time zones, making sure that uh, you you're not only founder, your your chief project, your chief project manager, your 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 product ideator. You're 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 a man who's wearing a lot of hats, and I could see how that uh uh that release Jack schedule. Of all trades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I me coming from uh my own background where I was uh previously in telecom, and I had to work on developing an app for an MVNO, and just working with uh Latin American designers and working with uh ukrainian designers and shout out to all of them um yep. for anybody listening i mean hey know. one of our artists is from ukraine uh we have a couple people in the netherlands which are our web devs i've got a gentleman up in norway i've got a gentleman in morocco like i've got so many people in the united states it's crazy on all three of the different time zones i've got a gentleman up in canada so all over the place yeah and i i think that's once again a testament to the voxel universe being an organization just not a collection of four people with profile yep. pictures on a on a on a white label white uh website like you you are a fully functioning organization across multiple different continents and countries all working towards making sure that this is a sustainable product yep so i i exactly. think that's i think that's really like impressive um and speaking of the future obviously you guys have uh uh, rollout happening soon with the uh, Santorini collection, I believe. Um, yep, that's correct. Next weekend is our mint. And check us out. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, yes. Everybody, go check that out. Uh, that goes understated. I think it's in everybody's interest to go check out the Voxel Universe because this is an um, impressive project, in my opinion. Um, but I, I saw that uh, in order to, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a for-profit organization. You guys are dedicated to this project for the long term. Um, I see that you plan to continuously fund the organization through the release of item packs and vehicles, and you mentioned that you guys are going to start developing mini games 
for the voxel universe. Yep. Can you detail a little bit what that exactly means and what does this mean for the survivability of voxel one to two years to three years down the line, you know? Sure. So obviously the main source of income is through every mint. You know, that's pretty uh pretty straightforward, you know. If people don't mint our plots or mint our items, then we obviously don't get paid, which would suck. Um that obviously gets tied in with the longevity. You know, every collection every month is consistent money that comes in that's paid to everybody. That's one part of it. Um where was I going with this total brain fart? But uh <laughs> No worries, no worries. Gotta love that sometimes. Hey, it happens. <laughs> no, I I experience it all the time. Um, I believe you were we we were talking about like the item packs and the vehicles and and the, yeah, the mini games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of those are gonna gradually come into the scene. Uh, we first right off the bat, we want to get a lot of the world stuff in place. Mm -hmm. Once we get that done within the first month or two, we're actually thinking here in a couple of weeks we'll be finished with a lot of that. Then we can start working on some mini games. So we had some ideas of bringing maybe a paintball game or a teardown style game into our world. You know, go run around and destroy the map and it'll rebuild itself. Something like that. You know, that it's kind of cool. like a Tower of Jenga. Go destroy a couple houses or something. <laughs> a little cathartic um, for a little bit of chaos in the metaverse. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, that was one idea we had, or two ideas, actually. You know, we had an idea of doing a tower defense game, or, you know, there's so much that we can do within Unity, it's crazy. You know, and a lot of this stuff is very easily brought over into our own assets. You know, we basically just create assets and Magic mm -hmm. of Oxel to whatever we want to build, and then we just uh, bring it right in. Isn't that kind of cool? I think, I think that's very yeah. cool without with <laughs> with no understatement there i think that's very yeah. cool and actually speaking about that uh once again you guys are built obviously using ethereum and using unity as we mentioned before uh why yeah. why did you decide to go with uh unity if you don't mind me asking unity has by far the best plugin and asset libraries of any platform i could think of it's probably pretty close to the unreal engine we, mm -hmm. Unreal Engine is a is another pretty popular game development engine. Uh, we went with Unity because most people can go and do in C Sharp and stuff like that. You know, if you've done coding in other projects, you could learn it very quickly. A lot of it's just tweaking stuff, making sure it works right. Um, I would consider it like the very base standard for any video game. You know, as I said before, like City Skylines and Rust and Hearthstone and stuff like that are built in Unity. Yeah. So just your little imagination, if you can think of it, it can be built. I, I think that's I think that's really cool. And it actually gives me a lot of insight. Were were you a big a big Sims fan? Haha, <laughs> Sims 2. Absolutely. I I, I, I could I could kind of tell, like, obviously with the Voxel Universe being a being an open world kind of build, create, and and just generate, and obviously it comes with just the things that carry over into your real world life you you build you're building an organization you're building this team together you're actually making it stuff and i i just think it's like really really kind of cool that you you're bringing these kind of inspirations right here into web3 um before before we leave obviously cuz uh i would love to keep you here the entirety of the time but i know everybody's got some places uh, sure. to be but um can you currently detail us what the team is planning to achieve 
uh, right now in the short term and for the rest of 2022? And how on track are you to achieving these goals so far? Sure. So right off the bat, we're getting very close to our Santorini collection. We're currently assembling 500 of those plots. A couple of us are. Um, our community managers and everything like that have been reaching out to several other projects. We've been fairly successful getting some, you know, handshake deals. You know, they show us, we show them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, scratch the back, back and forth. That's a good way to say that. Um, even down to stuff like our development, like we're currently working on like the multiplayer character movements. We're working on colliders. We're working on stuff like the shadows getting, you know, slightly altered. Like the water actually being water, the windows actually being windows. You know, stuff like that to make the world pretty. Um, as well as stuff like the mini-map or customized characters, you know. Mm -hmm. We're actually playing with vehicles right now. So you can go fly around our world with a glider, which is really cool. You should see some of the videos we've done with uh, the gliders. It's ridiculous. Um, in the next two to three months, we would love to have another two to three collections out by then. We would love to have a nexus in place. And we would love to have characterizations so people can actually build their own characters and they can bring them into our world. That's so that's... a couple, yeah. not the cr not the craziest things out there. You know, a lot of this will come with time. But those are just some of our immediate term goals. You know, collaborations, minigames, Nexus, more world improvements, basically, more than not. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. The, you need You need solid, like you said, build the world first then build the things inside of it and really develop it. Yeah, if the world's ugly, nobody will want to buy a piece of it. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm $95 million plots of land. Yeah. Like, oh, man. the central land, like, oh, my, my god. god. My They've god. raised hundreds of millions of dollars, and the oh. world barely works. It's laggy, oh. it's horrible. Like, oh, man. I'm not trying to diss other projects, but that's a pretty good example of a project that has a multi-billion dollar token market cap that has very little to show. You know, yeah. even taking a look at their development, there's no transparency. There's very little development. So It's unfortunate. And this and is I, across the board, too. Yeah. It's, it's not just it's like not any just one them. particular product. Yeah. This, is, this is a common Dozens trend. Dozens of projects. And, and I think I, I yeah. find it really, it, it, it kind of sucks that a lot of these projects kind of manipulate the space to crowd you know, audience attention away from real projects. Like, good or bad, these projects are real. They have elements. They're, 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 they're doing something more transparently. So Yeah, exactly. I, it's I just think... crazy. The entire space is just mad. I wouldn't call it delusion because I don't think it's quite delusion, but uh, some of these PFP pro, you know, like the 10,000 mints or whatnot, those yeah. are definitely looking very diluted. Yeah, we're starting. We're we're. Uh, I think we're starting to slowly hit. Remember, remember around. Uh, I want to say like a year ago, before right before the GameStop uh stock pump that happened, where all the meme coins <laughs> yeah. were also rising as well. The 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 Doge coins and the Shiba coins and and this coin and that coin and it was just kind of like crowding the space until everybody realized, oh, you can only have so many memes. Yep. Like I think I think. The fact that these projects are, are taking up so much mindshare is, is completely baffling to me. But, um, John, exactly. once again, yeah. thank, thank you for 
taking the time. I, I really enjoyed the conversation that we had here today. And before we go, the floor is yours. If you have anything that you want to say to the audience. Hey, come check us out. You know, come take a look at our website, see what we're working on. You know, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what you see. You know, go and compare us to other projects in the space and you'll see it very quickly. You anchor, you're not going to find transparency in a lot of these other projects. Come and take a look at what an actual Metaverse project is, guys. Come on over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John Singleton from the Voxel Universe. Take it easy.